Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in to today's episode. And I want to talk today about five reasons why weight loss can seem so difficult and so impossible. And like, how the hell do people do this? I don't understand. It's so hard. And it almost feels defeating, right? Like you already know you're in a losing battle even before you begin. And I want to first and foremost tell you, you are not crazy. You are not messed up you are not in the wrong weight loss is hard no matter who you are no matter where you're coming from no matter where you're starting and there's a lot of different reasons for this lots of them like more than I can cover in one episode but I just kind of wanted to give you the five most important ones to be aware of and the ones that are probably affecting you the most because they're the most common so yeah I just wanted to first preface this by saying like this shit is hard for everybody and there's bad news in that because it's hard but there's good news in the sense that you're not alone and everyone else is with you but weight loss is not impossible and I promise you no matter what you think is wrong with you no matter where you're coming from again no matter where you're starting it can be done it absolutely can be done so yeah, I don't want to talk too much now. Let's dive right in, but wanted to give you that little bit of information first. So, five reasons why weight loss is very difficult. The first one, and this is by far the most common, and there have been countless studies to show this, countless meta-analyses, which are basically giant collections of studies looking at What's really going on when people say they're they're eating X amount of calories, but they're not losing weight? Like, are they broken? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And the most common thing they found is people severely underestimate how much they eat. Like, by over 50%, if not more sometimes. What this means is, you're eating more than you think you are. And I know, I know. But I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm eating this. and I get it. It's really easy to feel like you're eating just the right amount or even under eating. But here's the problem. You start out, and this is the most common thing I've seen with clients and just in general. You start out very, very low calorie because that's what you heard on the internet, right? 1,200 calories, 1,000 calories, crazy amounts of calories that no adult should be eating unless you're like four or five. And you become so hungry and it's so unsustainable that you t- you automatically start to overeat without even noticing by taking a, b- a few extra bites here, by binging on the weekend and starting back over on Monday. It is so easy to consume a lot of calories without realizing it. Peanut butter. Measure out a serving and see if you're actually eating one serving. I guarantee you it's not. How much oil are you using? It's probably not the serving size because the serving size is so much smaller than you think. 
And this is not, I'm not here to tell you, you fucking liar. Like, you're just lying. Like, you're, the fact of the matter is, you're probably overeating. But you're not doing it on purpose. You're not doing it because you want to lie and you and you want to fail. You're doing it because you just don't know. You're not aware. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent for calorie counting, macro counting, keeping track of your food in some capacity at first because we just don't have that skill in the beginning. We don't know what a serving size is. We don't know what that should look like. We don't know portions. We don't know, especially if you come from a Hispanic family who's like, thriving on eating a ton of food you know like that's our culture and your mom told you to eat the whole plate even if you're not hungry like we grow up with these habits and it's easy to bleed that into adulthood without even realizing so I highly encourage you if you truly believe that you're eating the right amount and you're not losing weight and you're not getting results stick to one month of tracking everything you eat and you will be blown away I promise you a lot of people avoid this because it's eye-opening it's painful it's painful to see how many calories are in some of your favorite stuff but it's not to scare you it's not to disempower you it's not to make you feel like shit it's to make you aware and with awareness comes first and then we can solve the problem but sitting there and saying I'm not losing weight even though I'm eating a very little you're probably not and again not on purpose but that's just the way our brains work And again, because we haven't built those skills in the beginning of measuring and tracking our intake, it's just impossible for us to know and to keep track of everything in our minds. I mean, think about how many times you forget about stuff throughout the day. Crazy, right? So the first one is under-reporting food. You're eating a lot more calories than you think you are. So therefore, you're not in a calorie deficit, so you're not going to lose weight. That's number one. And again, the most common. So 99% of you listening to this podcast. It's probably what's going on. Okay. The second one is related to the first one, but a different side of the equation. And that is over-reporting calories burned. Now, a lot of us have those activity trackers, or we look at the treadmill calories, or we have apps that tell us this. Activity trackers, meaning those that track your calories burned in a day, especially if you put in your workouts, they are highly overestimating i mean it ranges percentage wise right depending on the brand and what product it is but there have been studies showing that there's a 96 percent overestimation on some of these trackers this means that it's not you're not burning as many calories as it's telling you you're just not exercise does not burn as many calories as people think cardio doesn't burn as many calories as people think Sweating your ass off and walking out of the gym in a puddle of water does not burn as many calories as you think. And then what happens is a lot of people see these calories burned on the machine and they take it as a sign like, okay, that means I can add this amount of calories to my diet and still be in a deficit. Well, the problem is that these calories are overreported. So let's say your activity tracker is telling you you burned 800 calories, but in reality, it was like three. 300. If you go out and eat an 800 calorie meal because you burned 800 calories supposedly, but you only burned 300, you are over consuming 500 calories, which is more than enough to place you out of a deficit. So you're not going to lose weight. And there's nothing wrong with tracking your workouts. There's nothing wrong with getting a general idea of what calories are and you know what, what your workouts are resulting in. 
But it's not a good idea to add in those calories back because it is so highly overestimated and it's almost impossible to know. The best way to do this is just focus on your calorie intake, meaning the food you're consuming and keeping that in a controlled deficit. And then just using exercise as fuel and therapy and building your body and getting stronger, not as a way to burn calories. Again, because it is so little compared to what the popular belief is. And it establishes a negative relationship with exercise. Like, I have to burn these cookies off. I have to burn this off. And I have to work out to eat this. No, you fucking don't. Exercise is for your health, for your mental well-being, physical well-being, to shape the body the way you want it. But it's not to burn and give you permission to eat stuff. That's not what it's for. And it's highly inaccurate. So by you adding in those calories, because they're so much higher than they actually are on these devices, you're taking yourself out of a deficit without even realizing it. And so you don't lose weight. These first two points, you guys, are the most common and the most powerful reasons why weight loss doesn't happen. It's because you're not in an actual deficit, either because you're overeating too many calories, more than you think you are, or you're, um, you're not moving as much as you say you do, or both. So that you're like way off, you know? And again, that's not because you're doing it on purpose. It's not because you suck as a person. It's because you just don't know and you're not aware. So I'm hoping that by me sharing this information, it's a little bit of a a wake-up call to maybe start tracking your food a little bit and stop adding those calories burned and be a little bit more mindful of how many snacks a day you're eating or how you eat on the weekends because I I don't want to say this to kind of bummer you out and make you upset, but like it is so incredibly easy to eat more calories than you think than you think you're eating it is so easy and sometimes you're not even aware of it so check those two first because most likely you're going to fall in one of the two if not both okay now the next three are a little bit more tough to really power through and work through because it involves things outside of your control and the third one i want to talk about is your social life people not supporting you, people around you not having the best habits, people not encouraging you, people giving you unrealistic standards to meet. The social environment you find yourself in can make things really good or really fucking shitty. Being in a family who doesn't value exercise, who doesn't value health, who doesn't care about being the best version of themselves, you surrounded by that 24-7, it's going to get to you. It's going to be really, really hard to power through and rely on willpower, especially right now that we're all kind of still at home. If you're in a home that is not supportive and people are not really on your side, it's going to be really tough, really, really tough because we're emotional people. Like we, we feed off of other people's energy. And if that energy is coming from a place of not supporting us, not understanding us, not being there for us, well, then it's going to get to you. How many, God, the amount of clients I've had that their husbands are like, no, like, I don't want you to lose weight or I do want you to lose weight or you look fat or you're just like giving this all this input about what they think they should be doing or their friends not supporting them, their friends wanting them to go out to drink all the time and calling them losers if they don't go out. So now they feel pressured and then they overconsume calories and then they don't lose weight and or having people who just straight up beat you down and make fun of you for trying to be healthy. Like I went through that shit so much. Literally, I would be eating some hot Cheetos because hot Cheetos are the bomb. And like, I would get a million comments like, aren't you healthy? Aren't you supposed to not be eating that? Like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, bitch, what the fuck do you care? 
And this is people that are, that that's your own family. So this one's a, a, obviously a bit more difficult to, to conquer because it relies on other people being supportive and you really don't have control over that. You really cannot make someone be supportive. You kind of just have to lead by example and just do you and either they back off or you set strict boundaries of I'm not going to see you or talk to you until I'm at my goal, like whatever. This can look like so many different things for you, but it's just something to be aware of because willpower and discipline can only go so far. Your environment is stronger than that. So I know it's not possible for every single one of you to have the ideal environment. And, and, and the reality is, you guys, we never will be in an ideal environment. But any steps you can take to make it more supportive, more positive, more uplifting, even if it's virtually by finding like-minded people and forming a group or talking to your friends online and creating accountability things and all this stuff, there's ways to make it better, but it all, it's never going to be perfect. But it's something to be aware of because, like I said, we feed off of other people's energy. And if it's constantly negative and not supportive and just downright beating you to the ground and making you feel silly or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's going to get to you and it's going to make you, it's going to cause you to make decisions that you wouldn't make otherwise, that don't support your goals and don't put you in the right direction. And again, because we're social beings, this is a really tough one to work on and to work on improving over time so that's that one the fifth one is emotional it's hard because weight loss is emotional and this is especially perpetrated perpetrated perpetuated jesus christ by the fact that diets are 95 percent failures and most people who diet fail and weight loss is hard and so we have all these negative emotional things, feelings about weight loss, even before we begin. And what you focus on, you create more of. So if you're constantly focusing on the emotional aspect of weight loss, like it's so hard and it's impossible and so many people fail and this and that, you therefore make actions and take decisions that don't necessarily help support you. Like, screw it. This is hard anyway, so I'm just not going to do it. Or, eh, whatever, I already failed yesterday, so I'm just going to go and mess up today as well. And it's a highly emotional process. So, again, this is one of those things that is it's tough to work through. And it, it's, it's really helpful to have someone who can remove you from that emotional place, like a coach or a mentor or an accountability partner. Like, it's something that I do with my clients a lot. Because each of my clients is going through something right now, right? Like it's work or family or this and that. And emotions are absolutely part of life and part of weight loss. And we can't separate the two. But what we can do is create plans and structures and steps to take when that time does come. But weight loss is hard because there's a lot of emotion attached to it. Emotions of failure, emotions of stress. This is going to be hard. This is going to be terrible. I have to give up everything uh, blah 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 and, and it creates this negative feeling about it so therefore you're not going to make that great choices and that's that's the emotional part and then the last reason I want to talk to you about today is physiological and I think people underestimate this a lot more than they they think they are your body your physiology the way your your mind and your brain and your body work they do not want you to lose weight. It is going against survival. 
if you're trying to survive out in the wild and you're losing body fat, oh no, you're starving. Let's prevent this girl from dying. And every part of your body acts from that place. So when you're trying to lose weight, you have hormones that are regulating hunger that go up. The hormones that signal your fullness go down. So you can consume the same amount of food and it won't be as filling. And let's say you're not sleeping that well. That will affect those hormones as well and put them in places where it doesn't benefit you. Then you have the fat cells. There's so many things that happen when you diet that try to prevent that body fat from going away. And this is such a strong reflex because it's in it's ingrained in our biology and it's so hard like we can't get rid of it like there's no way to prevent this and it's actually a good thing because it'll prevent us from starvation up to a point right eventually if we starve enough we're gonna die (sighs) morbid i know but true um but it's not like the whole purpose of this this physiological system and defense mechanism is to prevent you from starving to death so it's a very good thing (laughs) it's a very very good thing but not for weight loss because when the body starts sensing your body fat levels going down and your weight going down, it's going to drive up those defense mechanisms, release all these hormones that are saying eat more, eat more, eat more. It's going to reduce the hormones that are making you feel full. It's going to create all sorts of different things going on that, again, fight that and will make it extremely hard to lose weight. And typically this happens when you hit plateaus um, and you're starting to feel fatigued and you're tr- you're getting tired of it and you're losing motivation like that's all part of your physiology trying to prevent you from losing weight and it's normal it's a hundred percent normal you are not messed up and you don't suck like i hope you're getting from this podcast like a lot of the stuff isn't to say that you're messed up and you're and you're in the wrong and you suck at this it's just this is the reality this is why it's so hard so Again, you're not only going against the four previous reasons I stated, but now you're going against your own biology and nature and your DNA, that stuff. And that's really powerful because, like I said, your, your, body, your body's sole purpose on this planet Earth is to keep you alive. Everything it does is to keep you alive. And if it, again, body weight going down, weight going down, triggers a response that says oh no we're headed towards starvation let's stop this now and then that creates you to again be hungrier you consume more calories because you're hungrier and again sometimes this is this is without you even realizing it and then also your the calories that you burn in a day go way down because everything slows down so now you're consuming more and you're burning less yeah you're out of a deficit you're not going to lose weight so yeah, that those are the five. It's under-reporting calories, meaning you're eating more than you think. Over-reporting activity, you're not moving as much as you think. Social aspects of people around you, your environment, your friends. What kind of influence are they having? If they're having a negative influence, that's going to make weight loss harder. And it's a very hard thing to beat. Emotional. There's a lot of emotions attached to weight loss feelings of failure feelings negative feelings negative thoughts this is gonna suck this is miserable i hate this it's not going to be very motivating to do so therefore you're not going to do it and then finally your physiology your body's whole purpose is to keep you alive and it will do everything in its power to do that including fighting weight loss so yeah (laughs) you're not crazy 
there is nothing wrong with you. Weight loss is hard. For these five reasons and a lot more that there just isn't enough time to dive into on this podcast, but this is all just to give you knowledge and awareness because if you at least know what the problem is, like what the true problem is, then you can attack it and make changes. But if you don't know where the problem is coming from or what's really happening, it becomes really hard to actually make a change and go in the in the positive direction. So I hope that this episode brought you some clarity. I hope it answered some questions that you have. And again, this is not to judge you. This is not to tell you you're a liar because you're not reporting your calories. This is just giving you the facts and to raise awareness because from a place of awareness comes empowerment to make changes that positively affect you. But without that knowledge, that just can't be done. All right, guys. Like I said, I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you found value in this episode, please don't forget to leave me a star, re- a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify if you're listening to on Spotify. And uh, leave me your comments, leave me your feedback, let me know what you loved, what you like about the show overall. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. And um, yeah, so thank you guys again for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye guys.